donde está la biblioteca. Me llamo Tibón, la araña discoteca, discoteca, muñeca, la biblioteca. Me llamo Tibón. No, 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 no. My mom said this would be way more fun than it ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> Can I use your mom's phone to call my mom to tell her how much I hate being at your house? Welcome to opinions that no one asked for, or Otnof, or the Nof, whatever you want to call it. I prefer the Nof. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so medium about it, but it's okay. I support you. I also like Otnof, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of our various names. Yeah. I'm McKay. And I'm Jordan. And this is a show where two guys sit down and give their opinions on basically anything. Anything from Canadian bacon to Stanley Kubrick movies to owl pellets or to the evil or sinister workings of secret societies. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about owl pellets <laughs> later. That's you get a real the gist. thing that we're definitely going to talk about. You know what's going down. <laughs> so, yeah. How's life been? What's been on your mind this week? It's been good. Uh, it got warm yeah, out man. here and that... Helped me a lot, actually. I felt yeah. way good. The sun was shining. Okay, speaking of it getting warm, I've been noticing recently that maybe this is why you just said this too, is that whenever someone wants to start a conversation with me, my go-to subconscious habit is to go to the weather. <laughs> I realize that I've become like a 45-year-old like office worker man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I run into like the receptionist at work, and she's uh-huh. like, oh, and I'm like, oh, good. It's pretty cold outside. Huh? She's like, yep. And I'm like, yeah, nice. And that's it. That's, I've done my social duty. I've finished the conversation. So anyways, that's what that reminded me of. Incredible. Maybe that's why you're talking about the fact that it's warmer today. <laughs> no, but like legit, it's it's so it is, nice. It like, is nice, yeah. We we had a, a span where it got cold really fast. Yeah. And it was dark yeah. and cloudy. People have often called it winter. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but it was supposed to be fall. Yeah, it's true. Fall got way cold. It's funny too because it got warm this week and it's like there's herds of runners out. Yes. There weren't really that many people running probably a week ago, but now when I'm driving, I'm swerving back and forth <laughs> because there's 5,000. My last chance to get a good run in before the winter sets in. Yeah, and I feel like something about the city where we live, um, undisclosed location. Undisclosed. <laughs> um, people like to run as if their eyes are closed or something. Like, hmm. they don't look, pay attention to stop signs or like anything. They just uh, cross wherever they want, and I want to hit them so bad. They just assume they have the right of the way. Yeah. Right of the way? Right of the way? Uh, the right of the way sounds cooler. It sounds like a Thanks. movie subtitle. I made that up myself. Yeah. Yeah. I am a, a runner myself, and I'm like, I'm thinking about if I do that or not. I try to be respectful of the yeah. cars. Yeah. I do a pretty good job, I'd say. They're, they're, the thing is, for every one person that is really dumb and crosses in front of cars, there's nine people that don't, but it's the bad one that sticks out because yeah. they ruin it for everybody else. Giving everyone a bad rep. Yeah. I mean, I cycle more than I run, and so I get it. It's like everyone hates cyclists because of the one cyclist who's like swerving in and out of the lane yeah. and making it hard, but then everyone else is like... Well, how, how are you? How are you? What's... What's been on your mind lately? What, what have you been up to? I'm fine. School is a big stinky diaper. <laughs> to be I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. It just, it, it doth suck <laughs> a little bit. Again, I couldn't have said it better myself. 
It's like one really big medically glued band-aid that I have to rip over the course of the next month. And then once it's gone, it's going to be great. And Christmas is going to be so fun. But yeah, yeah. It's going to suck on the way there. No, definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's that special time of the year again. Yeah, yeah. But it's all right. I'm just a big baby yeah. and I like to whine really loud and poop my pants. So I've done, I've done one of those things during this podcast. You can guess which one. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like the worst image in my head. (laughs) That reminds me of uh, the visit. Oh, that movie. Yeah, just what you're talking about. This probably the most I've ever regretted paying for a movie theater ticket. Same, same. It was fun. Like we went together, and it was a fun like night. Honestly, the funnest thing was just seeing the trailer for (laughs) Krampus. Yeah, that was the what you were dying. Those like, 45 seconds were funnier and more enjoyable than the entire <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Diaper on the face, man. Why? It's so gross. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Just At one the point, movie for you. yeah. Diaper goes Spoiler. on someone's face. I know. I, I haven't seen that many scary movies, and that definitely taught me my lesson. <laughs> Is that if I'm going to find a good one, at least check Rotten Tomatoes before you buy a ticket. Something. Amen to that. dating life as someone who's super not dating right now as we mentioned last week in the episode i'm super married so super married yes i'm super single i guess dating is it's been interesting amidst the uh the pandemic honestly my my dating life isn't too like crazy or existent because i feel like Anything other than virtual meetups would be accompanied by a little stain of like, we should be isolating right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Um, But I don't know. It's been like weird because you're you're not you're not meeting as many people. You're not going out as much. Um, Because I I I feel like I need to go on dates. Like I should I should put forth more effort. How do you that regard? Are you do you like exploit previous network connections, (laughs) or are you just I'm primarily using LinkedIn right now. Yeah, LinkedIn is the hottest new dating <laughs> app of 2020. I was honestly recently I uh, hopped on the the LinkedIn bandwagon. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, it's, but it's a, it's a fad. <laughs> been trying to trying to get into LinkedIn, trying to get my professional uh, image up, um, get my connections. Feel free to connect with me if you're a fan of the show. <laughs> Uh, I'll put a link in the Pinterest account. <laughs> okay, this is unrelated to joking and being funny and entertaining. Okay. Apparently, it doesn't show once you hit 500 connections. It doesn't show any higher. Yeah. She said to hit 500. And then I know. Set for life. I'm trying to hit 500. It matter. I'm connect with literally anybody. I've had like four real estate developers from the Midwest send me connection requests, and I've rejected them because why the heck are these random? <laughs> but I was like, oh, might as well. He sounds like a good <laughs> architect. Yeah, this <laughs> we could use him. <laughs> this this part-time 
broadcasting employee from the West Coast seems like someone I should really exploit for my real estate business. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up in Dubai or something. Yeah. I think, you're, ma- I think you're mixing up the Middle East with the Midwest. Oh, wait, you said Midwest? I thought you said Middle <laughs> My bad. <laughs> These guys are in Ohio. Uh, Pakistan. I, the story was just like even crazier yeah, coming like, from the Middle like, East. So I was like, wow, like that's insane. You know, it's a common mistake. <laughs> when I'm booking flights, I'm always accidentally flying into war-torn Iran. <laughs> to- totally understandable. <laughs> Same, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. But honestly, I was thinking about it because everyone's pictures in LinkedIn are like, very nice yeah. professional they're not trying to be like all showy and true sometimes uh provocative yeah. i guess um no but i was thinking about like because i was looking i'm like wow everyone's pictures look so nice and professional yeah. and you can see what they like to study what they're about what they're doing you know and it's kind of an interesting i was like hmm like i've like come across some girls i'm like she's cute and she does cool stuff that's true i'm like and I do but it'd be like, weird to like message her via LinkedIn, like, "Hey, you seem really intelligent and successful. Would you like to go on a date with me?" You know, <laughs> it's true. It's hard because I can provide you with many uh, connections and opportunities in the business world. It, it's like similar to dating apps, and that people want to make themselves look really good on mm. like a like professional context like that yeah and i don't know if they'll necessarily outright lie but they'll stretch their image to make it look good but totally. it also has the plus that they're stretching their image professionally they're not necessarily trying to gain romantic suitors or whatever so it's a little exactly. bit more cut and dry than mm-hmm. a dating app would be but also then it is a lot more creepy when someone sends you a message on linkedin asking you out because you were not looking for love <laughs> But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Just, just an idea. I'm just trying to get creative with yeah. it. That was, that was a, uh, an idea that crossed my mind. Another idea, you know, like the only time I'm really like seeing new people is when I'm on like a walk or on a run, yeah. even too. Okay. Especially like when yeah, I'm on a run, they're a little bit blurry. They're a little, they're a little blurry, a little fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, missed my chance. Ran right by me. Whoa! <laughs> you really can want to go out. <laughs> but I was thinking like. I asked, I asked some of my, my friends who are females. I was just like, would it be weird if you got stopped on the street and guy was like, hey, like, I saw you from obviously across the street or over there. Yeah. And I was wondering if you would like to get an apple cider sometime. <laughs> I've been really craving an nice, apple cider. This warm glass of milk with me. <laughs> I, it's, it's a good question because I feel like there's so, I don't know, it's hard to not come off as like predatory. Mm-hmm. And also, like, superficial, because you don't want to just be like, you're attractive, I want to date you. Exactly, But then again, exactly. it's also, like, physical attraction is a key component in, like, romantic love, I feel like. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's hard, because I uh, we actually had a conversation about it a couple weeks ago, and, like, um, one of the girls I was talking to was, like, super okay with it. And she's done it before, in grocery stores even. She's like, oh, really? stop guys, and been like, hey, you're cute, want to go out, you know? Oh, but then sick. the other girl in the conversation was very not okay with it. And... <laughs> And, like, seeing them both walking down the street, you would never be able to tell, oh, she seems like she would be okay with me talking to the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like you, can't, you can't gauge that. I don't know how you bridge that gap yet because you are obviously, like, a good guy. But Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate so it. <laughs> but that same situation could easily be happening with a creepazoid Jones who's coming over because he thinks you're hot and he, totally. I don't know, has less honorable intentions. Yeah. So weird. I sound like the dad of this fictional girl walking on the street. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's just like a thought. Or like, yeah. you know, when we're running, I would say, yeah. I don't want to like stop them. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, you want to run together well, sometime? that's true. You just like... You like, just uh, turn and like run with them. Running alongside <laughs> them. Oh, I didn't even notice you there. Fucking <laughs> a really good mile pace time. <laughs> You're really fast. <laughs> yeah, just lag a little bit behind on purpose just to make them boost their confidence a little bit. I'm trying to keep up with you for hours. You've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> and now you're running here in person. I'm amazed that you're keeping up this pace. <laughs> you're running a 7.30 mile pace in my mind. Now you're going even faster. This is crazy. I was like, what if I had like little like business cards? And like we're running and she passed me and I just like hand it to her. Like, <laughs> Okay, I feel like the... That'd be kind of weird, but... It would... Again, just hey, just creative ideas hey, here. Pros of the business card. She knows that you know how to work um, a business card printing facility. It'll just be a link to my LinkedIn, and she can message <laughs> yeah. me through that. Put, like, a winky face out there. LinkedIn winky face. That's how she knows that you're not actually looking to hire her. Slide through. The pros of the business card. Um, you can make sure there are no typos and like, your phone number, I guess. Totally. I don't know. That's not really the issue. Like she number. needs to know needs my name. <laughs> Cons of the business card. Um, she may think that you're giving these out to a lot of girls, which is probably not a desirable thing for a girl to think. True. Other con, it's a little weird. <laughs> Very <laughs> weird. General. Very weird. So, yeah. So, LinkedIn, uh, business card, I was, stopping someone on the street. So, I had a friend who did this with the business card thing. Oh. Yeah. Wow. At the time, we were religious volunteers, so it was not an ideal time to see. be um, meeting women. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he had printed off little pieces of paper, not good business cards. So he had completely skipped past the main pro, which is to show that you were adult enough to print a real business card. Did I like the, the, the fringe oh, on I the side? Oh, I wish that would have been, that been so bad. Oh. My shot in Freuda. It was, but it was like... He had printed off, like, on a Google Doc and then, like, cut them out into bad rectangles. Just embarrassing. <laughs> and he handed them out, and it was, like, his email and, like, his name and where he was from. And nothing more romantic than an email chat, let me tell you. Totally. Yeah. Hit me up on Google Hangouts. But he did end up talking to a girl for, like, a year afterwards. That's cool. Do that. And then she got married, and she forgot about him <laughs> quite quickly after that. So it's effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess statistically speaking. That's what you want. I just want a good conversation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Anyways, I mean, I guess someone else has thought about it, so I guess I'm not too crazy. Just an idea. There was yesterday I was walking in the library, okay. and a girl said that she liked my shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's like the most endearing thing you, you could say. I love you. Want to go out? <laughs> I should have. I was putting no, in my you AirPods. <laughs> I was like, wow, she has some some interest in me. I already know. That would have been like a perfect time. That's like, true. Do you want to go out sometime? That's, you like shoes. It's so hard. I like shoes. I feel like, I guess you don't know unless you shoot your shot. But I feel like totally. it can be hard because for, I'm thinking, I'm empathizing with this girl. If maybe she has no romantic interest in you, but she is a sneakerhead and genuinely likes your shoes. Mm-hmm. If she were to compliment, if, if I were in her shoes and I complimented someone's shoes and they immediately turned around and asked me out. I would probably not want to compliment anyone else's shoes for, like, a long time. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't be, like, straight, like, hey, like, I let's go on. I know, and like, I think you would. Oh, like, well. I like yeah. your shoes, too. Like, yeah, yeah. shoes wearing. It's true. But, then they, but that's the thing is I also don't think that you just never ask girls out. Totally. That you're going to, I don't know. And for, and for me, my, my dating history <laughs> is not, like, 
I'm not like dating like crazy yeah, or anything, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. usually it's with, yeah. Usually like I, I'm like, well, like that girl is really like pretty, or like I like feel like a connection yeah, to her. Like sure. I've gotten to know her enough. Yeah, where, that's like, the hard thing with right now is you can't, you don't have those casual hangouts. Totally. Like, yeah. So that's like taken out. And so it's like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, how do I adapt? Yeah. To the, how do I just like get going? How do you break the ice and show that you're not a creepo? right yes. off the bat maybe belt into song break into song <laughs> while you're running um, yeah the only thing what song of. should I sing uh probably Gold Digger by Kanye West <laughs> it's one of the most romantic perfect sentimental th- song I can think of off the top of my head agreed agreed so yeah those are those are just uh, some ideas it's been it's been interesting though but uh you know I've had some uh very friendly family members saying I need a Jordan. You can't date your family members. <laughs> like Jordan, you gotta get your head in the game, man. Oh, like you, you gotta, you gotta start like dating yeah. more. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Because we are 23, which means pretty soon our body's gonna dry up and be <laughs> capable of uh, building a family on. So we've got probably six months to a year left at this point. Yeah, I really need to get my act Way together. Too, yeah. So. uh yeah. I mean, if you like the sound of my voice, um, <laughs> you know where to find me on Pinterest. Yeah. I'll be there. Because, again, there are way more people listening to this besides my mom and my wife, I'm sure. <laughs> mom, wife, if you're listening, please don't ask that, Jordan. <laughs> but they got... <laughs> please don't. But they got connections. They know people. That's true. They can network. talking a little bit about the outdoors um environmentalism and yummy yummy the great outdoors so what do you think because this is kind of a a friction that's kind of been on my mind a lot recently maybe friction wow yeah big word two (laughs) syllables um maybe it's because of where we live but also because of kind of the relevant topics and like our culture right now but what do you think is the difference between in your eyes like environmentalism and just like outdoorsiness interesting that's a good question actually hmm, yeah high yeah, five put it here I'm big kid. <laughs> I, I think big thoughts <laughs> environmentalism versus being i think environmentalism is kind of just like a more of like a mindset uh or and like an understanding of how the world works and you know the larger ecosystem of it all and our impact on it and you know yeah. conservation and trying to do well for the environment whereas i think um generally just being outdoorsy is kind of more just about enjoying the outdoors and what nature has to offer yeah and like there's definitely overlap with it all exclusive yeah Yeah. they're not just disparate groups those are like the the mindsets if you will of the two yeah i guess why it's been on my mind is because i feel like more and more i'm seeing them come into conflict with each other and people i see yeah i guess mostly what i'm thinking of is there's so many people in my life that are 
quote unquote outdoorsy or like they they shop like kind of the trendy outdoor brands like Patagonia or North Face, which aren't just trendy brands. Like they're really doing good things for the environment. Environmentalist brands too. Like yeah. they're using recycled yeah. fibers and their products and stuff. Yeah, but these people aren't buying them because they care about those things. Yeah. They buy them because they want the superficial look of being an outdoorsy person. But then with their votes and with their actions and stuff, they don't really care about protecting the outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they wouldn't go camping so much as they t- drag their diesel truck out into the woods and pump, you know, smoke into the environment and and rip their razor through. And it's like I don't know. I've done those things, you know. I yeah. Riding razors, and so I don't want to come off as some moral high ground. But I just think it's interesting to me now how like there's a difference between like people that are genuinely trying to protect the environment and people that want to use the environment and like the outdoors for their own benefit but don't really care about it so much beyond that yeah no i get that i think kind of putting it uh, i really like the word ecosystem lately i've been thinking okay. about this and just how you know we have to recognize that we're all interlinked we're all connected mm. um and we have an impact on each other like the nature has an impact on us and us on nature and um it's vice versa yeah <laughs> but i think just like understanding that connection is like yes we are going to use what the world has to offer us and right. we're going to do those things to enjoy nature recreation and stuff and um like it's it is for our use since right. you know like we need the earth yeah in general yeah. but like there has to be a balance yeah of like trying to do your part and take care of it and like right help in some way or just like minimize your impact yeah and yeah i like i don't want to make this like too political but just an example of this is in our local area we live in a really beautiful area nature wise like we have breathtaking rocky mountains within a quarter mile of where we are right now with hikes and like within 20 minutes i could get to a waterfall to a breathtaking peak to a canyon to all these different things there's a lake right next to us it's beautiful around here um and we're right next to the right at the foot of these mountains um there are these foothills that are right now the protected land and Mm -hmm. so there's legislature in our local area right now being proposed to open up those foothills for urban development and drilling um which would essentially tear out most of the wildlife and um, plant life from those foothills mm. and replace them with housing developments and um, a drilling establishment, which I, again, like, I feel like there's balance in these things. Like, I don't think we should not be building homes. I don't feel like, yeah. uh, you know, people need to live somewhere. I, we need to develop those sorts of things. But at the same time, like, I feel like... I don't know, a lot of the people around me could give a rat's high knee about the foothills we live next to. Yeah. But then also want to be able to, you know, go out on the weekends and do all these big, expensive outdoor toys things. And, like, I don't know, I most of my life I've been pretty activistically agnostic. That's a totally made-up word. But, like, I haven't really cared about anything, I mm. guess. You know, and I feel like the last couple of years, I mean, this has probably been the case for a lot of people, just how radical everything's been has kind of made activists out of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm a lot more worried about like women's rights now and racial minorities and different, you know, power imbalances in the world. And I feel like this is one that I've been thinking about a lot lately because there are a lot of people in power that really want to exploit like a lot of the beautiful resources we have as a country and that sort of thing. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. How, how do you find the balance between, 
using nature and like you like you were talking about what do you mm-hmm. think how where do you find that balance in between using it as well as protecting it uh for, for me um one thing like as you were talking about that um i feel like when i like, work on projects or something okay. i will try to do whatever i can to not have to buy something for that part like that mm, project right you know it's so like using my existing materials and resources um i think we have a lot of you know resources and things that we already like have like we don't need an excess like yeah i don't know, like we i think we have to keep ourselves in check of like what we're doing and like we have to recognize our existing resources and not like exploit that if you will because sure. like we we do want to like continue to expand and like we need money like people need money like people need jobs like we need those things for people to survive yeah. that's just like kind of the reality of the world that we live in um but I think, like, the companies have the responsibility. And since, you know, there's been more of a, an environmental push these past right. couple of years, right. as, like, we've... Because, like, our generation has been raised, kind of... We've been taught it. Like, we understand kind of, like, recycle, reduce, reuse, yeah, and yeah, all those Johnson. things. <laughs> Shout out Jack Johnson. Come on I come guess, on the show. I guess John Mayer, too. Huh? Those are the songs I'm thinking of. Baby, baby, dice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think we're starting to become more educated and knowledgeable of, like, our impact and, yeah. you know, different resolutions to our conflicts. Okay. Like, right now, companies, like, there's a huge push of using recycled fibers and materials, you know, and by 20... 30 or something a lot of companies are trying to like become a zero emission zero waste like companies which is like incredible like it's huge and there's definitely like negative impacts to that as well because sometimes it takes more water and it's just it's so hard to like you know it's a give and take and trying to figure out like good better best but like the pushes that we make are good and i was reading a book called let my people go surfing and it's about basically Patagonia as a company, their inception and their history and everything. And they talked about um, how every time they tried to do something that was better for the environment in terms of their production process or shipping or whatever it might be, um, it actually ended up giving like improving their revenue and like interesting. They were they were more successful because of those things because yeah. initially with a change in production or whatever there would be a, like a de- like an increase in cost so decrease in revenue right. but with that since they're like using existing resources and have to like pay for new ones and make new stuff um they were able to like make more money and they like showed the numbers in the book cool. and it was like way cool to see and i think patagonia has been such a sorry i'm like a big patagonia it's fan but they're such like a, a pioneer in an environmental business and I think other people are seeing that and seeing how successful they have become and they're adopting those principles if you will yeah because I feel like when you have a brand like Patagonia that's willing to put environmentalism first and risk their revenue and then they've been able to see benefits come from it Mm -hmm. that's when you then can get companies like Walmart 
who see the success of these environmentally conscious brands and want to appeal to environmentally conscious consumers and so they come out with their green line of products and while i feel like a company like walmart is probably less maybe genuinely concerned for the environment and more concerned about appealing to certain consumer bases Mm -hmm. to increase revenue i don't feel like that necessarily invalidates the fact that they are doing a good thing for the environment you know yeah, I think bringing it to like an individual basis, I feel like you can find the balance between, you know, kind of exploiting nature, but also taking care of it when you want to take care of it. You mm-hmm. know? If the desire is there, I feel like you'll find opportunities to take care of it. Like, I'm an Eagle Scout, whatever that means. And <laughs> that is our, our battle cry. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just kind of pounded into you. You leave no trace and, like, you take care of the environment around you. And so it's like, even if you're imperfect about it, like, as long as you have a desire to take care of it, mm-hmm. then progress will be made. And totally. it's not perfect. Like, all these companies and all these legislators trying to push for these different environmental deals and um, changes, like, they're imperfect and they're there's collateral damage in some things like you mentioned or jobs will be lost in certain industries as we move to new industries and that mm-hmm. sort of thing uh, oh my god this is cracking um, gotta grow up bud yeah puberty's over yeah. <laughs> um, let's go pay catch later <laughs> talk about girls I guess we already did that um, but yeah it's I don't know it, it'll get better as long as we're willing to try um, and I, I think like like razoring and I don't know dirt biking and you know camper camping and like RVing they they're good because they lower the barrier of entry for um, experiencing the outdoors for people Mm -hmm. like if you could only camp and like rough it in the woods then there would be so many fewer people that would actually get to enjoy the beauty and fulfillment that comes from being in nature so I appreciate them for that offering they give you know totally and then I don't always have to be like sleeping really crappy in order to spend a couple days in the outdoors Mm -hmm. but again like the desire needs to be there to take care of the environment otherwise those things can be taken way too far and can have such a drastic impact on wildlife on plant life on all those sorts of things totally yeah and just from like a an industry standpoint within the outdoors i'm currently interning and working with the outdoor industry here at our undisclosed location (laughs) (laughs) but in utah (laughs) But I was talking to a guy heavily involved in the outdoor industry here, and we just talked about bringing revenue in into the industry and keeping it here. And he mentioned, you know, the the razors and ATVs and all those things, like a huge market, especially down in like Moab, because you yeah. know that's where people like kind to do like four wheeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, it brings so much revenue into the state, but it's like one of the worst things for the environment and yeah. like these habitats as as carbon emissions and tearing up mm-hmm. like plant life yeah and so he he's just like it's you, you gotta like pick your battles and you gotta like is it worth it or how can we minimize the impact like what restrictions can yeah. we set because uh, like you want one you want people to get out there and experience it because it's a great yeah. experience and it's fun um you want to get people like on the stoke of the outdoors right but at the same time, it's like you also got to ring in money, and you got to figure out like, yeah, how do we do this in a way where everybody's happy? Yeah, and we're like we're 
like minimizing our impacts and like yeah so being conscious of and it i guess can somehow bring in those people get them stoked for the outdoors and also help them have a desire to protect it because i feel like mm-hmm. and maybe this is kind of why this is topic has been on my mind again too is because so many people around us here in utah like love using the outdoors but you know aren't worried about protecting it and it's kind of just like the human race in general has been plagued by its inability to you know work for its benefit in the long term Mm -hmm. and just exploit things for the short term i mean it's everyone's issue and so it's tough but it's cool seeing cars like the new hummer ev which i can totally afford and will probably buy but just like a car like that that is built for outdoors and can be used for four-wheeling and a lot of cool things Uh but you know zero emissions obviously which is a cool thing yeah Um, and just hopefully like other cars and companies and much more affordable offerings will follow suit and allow that to become more of a normalized thing where we can enjoy the outdoors but also be having a little bit less of a carbon footprint totally yeah and i think you know obviously the cars are moving towards you know all technology which you know lower emissions depending on where like the energy source comes from like you know there's like pros and cons of course like there always will be like will it be less than what it was and like i'm assuming yes i'm hoping yes um but you know yeah they're trying that's like the biggest thing yeah at least if people want it if we're doing it imperfectly that doesn't mean we're not headed in the right direction companies are realizing how many existing resources that we have and they're now applying it and like so much has been recycled now which is way cool to see like Patagonia like I said like they kind of pioneered that for clothing but now like Nike's doing it they just released a line called like the Space Hippie it's made out of like all recycled materials from their production of other shoes Um, which is like genius because their costs for the shoes are basically i mean material wise yeah. nothing because yeah. they're trash they're making out of garbage yeah and so it's just their waste um and they're selling the shoes like very expensive but like right. classic you know it's great like they're making a ton of money off yeah. of it and i think more companies are seeing like okay we can do this we have these resources um and it's just like a push i think I don't know it's it's been really it's hopeful to see i think we as consumers and as people need to recognize it and also get educated on like what's out there what our impact is um and what we can do to you know help out and it's it's hard to to kind of be like oh like my you know my impact isn't really yeah it feels insignificant that much yeah but it's like you know if if I tell you something that I'm trying to do or you tell me like vice versa or whatever, it's like, you know, the ripple effect we can, you know, yeah. the more people do it or try to do it. I mean, every little bit helps and, when, and it's a good thing to do. And at the end of the day, we live in a capitalistic society. We, we live in a society, um, <laughs> but, and so it's like, it kind of goes both ways as a consumer where you choose to 
patronize, like who you give your money to, makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Almost more of a difference than almost anything else you do because that's essentially your your vote in a democracy. You're giving your money to the people you want to have have success. So like you us buying products from Patagonia is us allowing them the opportunity to, you know, expand their values and like mm-hmm. profit off of those and get have more influence based on the values that they have. And so, and I think the going the other direction from a company standpoint, at the end of the day, a company needs to be profitable to exist, unless you're Uber or um, Lyft or any of those companies. Yeah, yeah. Profitable. Um, but like you, there needs to be a financial benefit to these things. And so that's why it's cool that Patagonia can pioneer something like clothing and then lead companies like Nike into it too. Right? Whereas Nike wasn't necessarily founded on the principles of environmentalism. Mm-hmm. They're not, they also are going to go to where there's profit. And so they see that there's environmentally conscious consumers and as consumers, that's us casting our vote and telling Nike, who is figuratively our elected official, you know, because we've been giving them money for 80 years or whatever that telling them that we as it's consuming constituents want environmentally friendly products you know yeah so yeah that's my weird democracy um capitalism analogy but it's like if we choose to actually pay attention to the values of the companies we're supporting mm-hmm. like that will pay it forward to the future of our capitalistic society in which the companies that have power and have been successful can also be companies that have good values and are protecting the things that we want Totally. And it's, it's very hopeful to see that like, the companies that do have those good values or are trying to adopt them yeah. and like seeing their success. It's like very cool to see and kind of gives you hope that, you know, you can do it too. And I think too, as we as consumers and people, like sometimes you have to pay a higher cost yeah. for those things. Sure. But in some regards, you can also save money if you do it right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, I think it's it's us recognizing getting educated learning about those things and the the options available to us and and kind of going back to the the big picture of things the the ecosystem of the world if you will uh, just recognizing our our role and responsibility and our impact and you know every little bit helps and i think that needs to be important and i think you know i don't know why gets so political in regards to environmentalism yeah and like i get it like i i guess but at the same time it's like we live here like don't right. you, i mean don't you just like want to like yeah and i guess that's it's your home it is inextricably tied to the economy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and so i guess that's where i feel like the people i know that care least about the environment do so in the name of the economy yeah. You know, in the name of protecting jobs and the coal industry and protecting companies that would be hurt by environmental pushes because they're not environmentally friendly jobs. Mm-hmm. But to get on my soapbox here, it's like, I don't know, I, I feel like, like child labor is a really awful thing in the world right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, companies like Nike have exploited child labor. You know, yeah. companies that we see as like good companies that are very profitable and I see on a regular basis. And so we can't. Like, I don't know, economy can't take rule over everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if we want, moving away from child labor will cost Nike money and will cost Nike jobs and they'll have to lay off. And will cost us, like consumers, money as well. Products will get more expensive. American employees will be fired because of it. But like, child laborers will be spared. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's kind of a 
maybe a kind of a harsh example, but I feel like in the environment, it's like we have to make progress. We need to move forward. And so if we are always unwilling to, and I, I don't, it's hard because there's also a balance. I don't want to just sacrifice a trillion jobs, but we have to be willing to move forward and transition and find new ways of sourcing materials and finding mm-hmm. energy and be willing to look forward not 10 years but 100 years towards what life is going to be like on the planet because and again like the environment doesn't know national borders like we all live on the same planet and I don't know like this is again very soapboxy but it's like I don't know, a lot of this stuff just doesn't matter in the long run like it just doesn't matter like a lot of these little things that we're so worried about that we're we're favoring over the long-term um, mm-hmm. welfare of our environment around us. Definitely, yeah. Caring more about the now than the future. Yeah. But definitely a movement going on right now, and I'm like, I'm optimistic about it. I, I mean, there's always going to be struggles and everything, but I think yeah. generally we're headed in a direction where at least people are recognizing like the urgency yeah. of everything, and people like sin- are sincerely trying to make a difference and minimize negative impact yeah and it's not so much of a niche group that's pushing for this like it feels like i mean i was a twinkle in the twinkle of my grandparents eyes but um (laughs) at the time but like in the 70s you think of environmentalism as like hippies and kind of a niche group but now it's like regular normal people who aren't necessarily going out and protesting are voting and pushing for environmentalist change and making choices that is protecting the environment so totally yeah so it's, it's been really cool to see and i think kind of going back to like the no borders idea or whatever yeah. it's like i think we're, we're realizing that we are a part of this we're all in it together and like everyone has a responsibility i think people are feeling that responsibility more so now just with like the pushes that we've seen just like in 20 2019 was a huge year in terms of like environmentalism with greta yeah like that was so sick yeah. um and then just you know everything that's happened i think this year i think we had that movement in 2019 and then with 2020 with the virus hitting i think it gave people an opportunity to hopefully go out and experience nature i know like for my family and i we hiked a ton and we paddleboarded as well and it was just so good to just like appreciate what we have and um so i think like having hopefully these past two years i think hopefully it's a good foundation for moving forward in the future yeah environmentalism we're all in this together we're all in this together (laughs) the great words of it's the only song i can remember uh no okay i take that back i remember that one i don't remember like I remember the song, but I can't remember what was happening in the movie. I remember a bit on it, because uh, that was, like, gosh. super funny. Yeah, that one got memed. <laughs> and then, uh, I Can't Dance, or I Don't Dance. Yeah, I Don't that Dance. Um, you know you can't. I feel like I'm probably baffled, because I know almost every song. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. I saw number three, opening day in theaters, so whatever. No big deal. I just matter more than you do, so... <laughs> anyways there's also a book that i want to read called the silent spring and i think that book goes over if i'm not mistaken like the the history of the environmentalism movement or just like the concept in general that's like the birth of that understanding so 
Well, in the great words of my birth dad, bye. <laughs>